What up, Gronis? <laughs> Alright, check it out. Hey, yo, what no, up? Nope, nope. Cut it off. We're not getting the whole theme song today. I'm sorry. But I have... This is so hard. I have a huge correction to make from last episode. Now, in the last episode, I talked about how... In my first order from BGG, I didn't get any candy. And I made a I made a little, you know, little snide comment about how I got a lollipop when I ordered from Alibrihe. And I get it. And then right after I posted last week's episode, my order of truck stop from BGG came and there was two chocolate Santas in it. And now here I am with egg and chocolate on my face. And I just wanted to give a heartfelt apology to BGG. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I've never had to do like a public apology like this before in my whole time of being a content creator. And like, I see it's tough. <laughs> Seriously though, my dumbass, I talked to BGG after the episode because everyone was picking on me about this and he was like, you know, in your first order, I sent you, <laughs> I sent you a Reese's and then like, as soon as he said it, I remembered eating the Reese's because like we were in the middle of a heat wave and it was melted and I'm like, oh, I'm going to look through my seeds and eat melted chocolate. It wasn't even true to begin with. I'm just a dumbass. <laughs> But anyways, Happy New Year, everyone. Welcome uh, to the next episode of Nerd Grows. I hope everyone's holiday season went well. I took last week off. The little one was off from school, so I had, like, no quiet time in the house at all to record anything. <laughs> but yeah, my holidays went well. I hope yours went well. Now, uh, we do have a decent amount of housekeeping to do this week, with it being, you know, being off last week. I'm sure some of you noticed the new stinger at the beginning of the episode before the theme song starts. Nerd Grows and a few friends of mine, we decided to start like a uh, a podcast collective. I have a few friends that I've been making content with and collaborating with for a few years now, and all of our content's all kind of mixed together anyways, so I think we're just putting the name on it. So as of right now, the Phaser Collective has three podcasts, and also we have, uh, I don't know, upwards of 1,200 articles on the website that you can read through, mostly about horror and sci-fi and video games and movies and TV shows. The three shows we have currently are yours truly, Nerd Gross. We have My Kinda Weird, which is my friend Anthony, and he mostly talks about sci-fi, comic books, a lot of indie stuff, a lot of underground stuff. And then we also have Perfect Talk Podcast, which is a kind of celebrity news roundup show hosted by my friend Chris. He has a really great personality. So even me, like someone who's mostly into like underground stuff or indie stuff, the fact like even though he's talking about celebrities that I don't really care about, it's still a fun show to listen to. Yeah, check us all out. You can head over to phasermedia.com. That's P-H-A-S-R. There's no E in it. 
you can check out all of our shows. Uh, if you follow Phaser Media on Instagram, you can go into our link tree and we have all the shows there. But yeah, that's the big thing is that we, uh, we got some collaboration going on, which is nice. Uh, next, I want to give a shout out to Newbie Nugs. I got some stuff from them last week, or it was actually like two weeks ago, but it was after I posted the last episode and then I took, you know, last week off. But I got a new ashtray from them and it looks awesome. It has their logo in it and it's a nice little glass ashtray. So I was using before just this ancient, disgusting, I don't even know how old this ashtray is because I found it in the attic when I moved into this house 20 years ago. Even more than that, like 22 years at this point. And the woman who lived here before was like 95. So that thing could have been old, but it's like this giant amber glass, like like something you would see in like a 70s movie. So it's cool, but it's just, it's beat. It's ready. <laughs> Every time I put out a J, it's like, please, please kill me, please. <laughs> so I got a new ashtray. I also got some photo period seeds. Uh, the one I'm really excited for is there's a strain called Purple Cream, and I can't wait to get those in the ground. I'm going to wait until summer to start doing photos. I do want to try photos this year. That's one of my goals. But I'm going to wait until summer because it's really cold where I am right now, and I'm using my light as the primary source of heat. So I'm actually running autos at, I think I'm running 22 and 2. Just trying to keep it warm in the tent. So I know I won't be able to do that light schedule with photo periods. So I'm going to wait until, you know, my house is naturally warm for long periods of time. Next, I want to give a shout out to Speedrun Seeds. They had a crazy deal going on, like around Christmas. I don't know if y'all saw that. But it was like 50% off and, a, and double freebies. So I spent very little money. I ended up getting ice latte and citrus bubblegum is that what it's called or bubblegum citrus some combination of that i don't have my uh <laughs> i don't have my seed box by me right now and for freebies we got frosted cherryos which was one of the freebies that my friend and i wanted and we got another one called grand grand exchange i believe it's called and i know nothing about that strain i i couldn't find it on their website either so it may be like a very new or very old strain that they're not offering currently. Which, I mean, if it's a freebie, that's most likely the case, right? And next, even though I was off last week and I didn't get to do like a holiday episode, Crafting Cannabis put out a really fun New Year's holiday episode where they just kind of hang out and talk about a bunch of topics. That was a really good listen. I just finished it today. It took me a couple days to get through because I haven't had a lot of free time in the past few days. But yeah, it was an awesome episode if you don't already listen. Yeah, I think that's about all the housekeeping we got to do this week. I know it was a lot, but we were off for a week, so you get it. A lot happens. The internet is a very, very fast-moving place. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that reminds me of this really funny story to tell you quick. So this week I... Hey, yo, hang on for a second. Let me get in here. Hey everybody, it's Grateful Gardener. I'm just popping by to tell you, quit stunting your damn autos. Whether it's from over or underwatering, just try a fucking earth box. You'll thank me later. Peace. Crusty socks under my bed. But anyways, I just wanted to tell you that quick. Alright, so let's talk a bit about what's going on in my grow. 
everything's kind of in a good spot at the moment, but I'm also kind of like in the foolproof, <laughs> in like the foolproof moment where I can't really screw much up. But I have for the Your Average Grow, Night Owl Grow Along, I have Compton Kool-Aid on day 11. So right now just doing doing some water spritzes. If it gets too dry, just letting the seedling be happy, do whatever it wants. Uh, I'll probably add some craft blend in about a week or so. And yeah, the, this is my first like trying to do fully organic on a plant. My last two plants, the ones that are extremely stunted, we'll get to them in a minute. But like I said, I, I did half Fox Farm Trio and half Build the Soil, which I'm sure contributed <laughs> contributed to its overall health negatively because I, I didn't know what I was doing. But So Compton Kool-Aid is my very first all trying to do all organic plant. And it seems to be going well. It looks nice, happy. Next to it, I have... Gas Reaper Lemon Runts Auto. It's on day four currently, and it's also, it's getting there. It had really, really bad helmet head, so it took like an extra day just to like unfold the first two leaves kind of thing, but it's looking good now. At first I was like, do I just toss this whole pot of soil because I had three beans in a row die in it? That like hasn't happened. So it's like I, I had five seeds germinate perfectly like in a row and then three die. I know obviously like roll of the dice over and over, it's possible to get that combination, but you know, as a human picking up on patterns, it just kind of feels weird. <laughs> I got the lemon runs going and it's going pretty well. Now in the nursing home, <laughs> in the small tent where I have my two stunted plants, uh, by this point, they're on days 58 and 52, which one is... Alabrije Purple Pea, and the other one is Rockbud Blue Slush. They're only about like a foot tall each, and yeah, the yield's going to be horrific. But the buds seem to be doing really well. They're stacking on, they're growing. The buds look happy. The rest of the plant looks miserable, but the buds look nice. And everything seems to be going well. I have not had like a return of the powdery mildew or anything weird like that going on. So if Build a Flower should be kicked in, I... Don't plan on really feeding them anymore, just watering them. So those should be ready in like, what, another two, two and a half weeks. And then after that, I'll have to see what I'm going to do because I have a city picker coming. My grandma gave me a uh, tractor supply gift card for Christmas and I used it to buy a city picker. I ended up getting the city picker for like three bucks after the gift card. It's not a, it's not an earth box. I, th I think the brand is called Emsco. I'd never heard of them before, but I like checked the dimensions and everything and how it worked. And yeah, it seems good. My next move after the two plants are done, they're currently in my two by two by four and it's going to come down to, can I fit the, can I fit the city picker in the small tent to start germinating or just getting seedlings going? while I wait for the Compton Kool-Aid and the Lemon Runs to finish. So if the City Picker doesn't fit in the small tent, then I just have to wait until the big tent is open and then go from there. I don't know what I would do with the small tent in the meantime, though. I'd probably have to shut it back off. Or if any of you know, like, any way I can utilize the small tent, I have a lot of seeds. I was thinking about doing, like, I saw a guy on Instagram did, like, see a green with solo cups just like just the main cola and I, I was wondering if i could do that in my small tent i don't know if the if 
the amount of light I have would be enough or how many, how many I could do, but I could probably grow a bunch of small ones if I'm just going to run city picker in the big tent from now on. I really just need a new canvas for my second tent because I have all the gear. It's just the canvas for the tent I have is only four feet tall instead of six. So it's hard to grow a full plant in there. Maybe that's my next investment. New canvas. <laughs> but yeah, I'm really excited to try the city picker. It just seems like a cool concept. As we discussed before, I'm really into gadgety kind of stuff. So I like that it has the reservoir and you put the cover over it and all that fun stuff. It's a lot better than just the fabric pot of dirt. <laughs> That's not fun. But I do feel like when it comes to figuring out some sort of automated watering as a new grower, you're either going to go down the city picker route or the auto pots or any sort of like irrigation route. And I plan to try both at some point in my life, but the whole like earth box city picker thing just called to me more than auto pots did. All right. So since it's the new year, I want our topic this week to be how to set obtainable goals for yourself as a grower. We're all making our New Year's resolutions. We all want our grows to be better this year. We're going to start it off right. We just got to make it all come together in a way that isn't too far out of reach, but also still challenging. But before that, we got to do an ad. Are you passionate about plants but crave a little more excitement? Seedling Syndicate is now recruiting gardening assassins, the elite force in horticultural covert operations. Our top secret training program will teach you the art of silent pruning, covert composting, and sneak attack soil aeration. Get ready to don your gardening gloves and embark on a green mission like never before. If you're ready to trade your watering can for a water pistol and your rake for a hidden blade, apply now at Seedling Syndicate. Unleash your inner gardening assassin and let your plants be the allies in the green revolution. Head over to nerdgrows.com slash syndicate to get started. That's nerdgrows.com slash syndicate. All right, let's get back. All right, so this week I wanted to discuss how to set goals for yourself as a grower. As a new grower myself, I'm constantly setting goals and trying to push myself to become a better grower. And one thing to keep in mind with goals in general is if you set them if you set them too obtainable, then it's just going to be too easy and you're not really going to feel fulfilled. Your skills aren't going to progress as fast as they should be. Or if you make them too unobtainable, then you're just going to get frustrated, possibly give up on growing or give up on learning a specific skill. Think about it like a, like a role-playing game, right? Like you don't want to stay in the forest and kill boars all day, but you also don't want to run right to the boss at the end of the game. You got to you got to scale yourself up. You got to level up. You know what I mean? Do I sound like one of those like <laughs> motivational coaches? You got to level up. If you want to be rich, you just got to go out there and be rich. I hate those guys. <laughs> but yeah, you want to, and like only you will know the difficulty of a specific goal. I can't tell you what a medium goal is. Only you know that inside your own heart. So look within. Do I sound like one of those motivational speakers right now? <laughs> what if I just did that same joke just like 30 times for the rest of the episode? <laughs> but yeah, that's my first recommendation is that when you're setting goals for yourself, make them realistic. Don't make them too hard or too easy. You want to hit that sweet spot right in the middle where you can get maximum progression. And the second thing I want to talk about is having very specific, measurable, and actionable goals. 
Like, if your goal is, I want to become a better grower this year, that's not good enough. How how do you measure that? How do you progress towards that? One way to do that is to pick a specific skill. I think it was the last episode or the episode before we discussed the different areas of learning that you can have as a grower. And you can pick one of those fields and then set an actionable goal within one of those fields. For example, like I recently said, I wanted to learn how to LST. That's an obtainable goal, very low cost of entry, seeing as you just need garden ties or clips. And it's something I could practice with without essentially like super harming my yield or my plants, which is my next tip. We'll get we'll get there in a second. But yeah, pick something that is actionable where like when you set the goal, you know exactly what the the exact action you need to take to reach that goal. So it can't be something like so lofty and esoteric where you're like, I'm just gonna keep doing everything. Cause then like what are you changing? You don't want to change too much stuff at once, but just pick something that ha- has like a tat, like make a goal where you can put the task on your to-do list or at least think of it in that way. The third thing I want to talk about is the kind of risk versus reward ratio. Now you obviously, you can't progress and get better if you're not taking some risk or experimenting or getting outside of your comfort zone in some way. I would say lightly sprinkle in when you're making your goals, like lightly sprinkle in a little bit of cost benefit analysis. Don't try something that could possibly like kill off a bunch of plants or something or work your way up to that, to that risk. Unless, you know, unless it has a really good reward. I can't think of an example right now. My mind just keeps going to like different breeding techniques or picking stuff. But yeah, don't do anything too crazy. Don't do anything super far outside of your normal skill set. Like just keep, you know, have a good foundation of all your skills. Like right now, I'm just working on building out each of the skills that you need to be a good grower. I'm just doing the bare basics just to build myself a foundation of skills. And then I'll start layering on more advanced techniques. But wherever you are in your experience as a grower, you may you may have different goals in mind than myself. And the last recommendation I have is to pick a goal where the action is something you can do consistently. You don't want to be stuck in a situation where you have this goal that you've set for yourself, but you can't be consistent with the action because of either time constraints or budget constraints. You need to pick something that's within your means, mostly time-wise. Don't pick something, if you only have two extra hours a week in your garden, don't pick something that's going to take eight hours a week and then you're just going to be stressed out and overwhelmed. People say like financially, like live within your means. When setting goals for yourself, you want to think of that, but with time instead of money, you want to live within your time means so that you're not constantly overwhelmed and stressed. So those are four recommendations I have when setting goals for yourself as a grower, or even it's really applicable to setting goals in your life in general. And we'll go over them again really quick. The first one is to pick a goal that is in the sweet spot of not being too easy or too hard. That'll give you maximum progression and motivation while trying to stave off feelings of being overwhelmed or frustrated. The second tip was to pick a specific topic 
or a subtopic where you can pick a goal that is actionable. Don't make your goals too, like I said, lofty or esoteric or too broad. You want it to be something where you know there's an associated action with reaching that goal. My third tip is to be conscious of the risk-reward ratio. That's a lot of ours. (laughs) You don't want to do something that'll hurt your crops or something that's too risky for what you're willing to lose for your crops. You still want to experiment, but try to do it as safely as possible. My fourth recommendation is to live within your means when it comes to your time and your budget and don't set goals for yourself that are just out of reach just based on the mechanics of your life. But yeah, happy new year, everyone. <laughs> Let's reach some goals this year. So my goals are to get better at organic growing, not even to get better at. I have my first plant going right now. So it's more of, I want to hit the learning curve of, of organic growing. And right now, as you know, I'm only really doing like a few nutrients, nothing super crazy. And then I'll go into adding in more stuff or amending what I'm doing currently. My second goal, since I have the city picker coming, is I also want to learn the learning curve of watering through a city picker and the whole process of that. So hopefully by the end of this year, I can grow organically in a city picker fairly consistently. But yeah, that was our topic. I I thought it was kind of a a good spot to put this episode seeing as it's the first one after new year's and this week i was really into ozark thanks to uh bgg so we're gonna talk about that in a minute but first i got another ad what up all my cultivators of chronic get ready to elevate your grow game with the all-new bud blaster hd the high definition experience for your cannabis cultivation adventures With the Bud Blaster HD, you'll transform your grow space into a cinematic spectacle of ganja greatness. Imagine this, mesmerizing lights syncing up with the rhythm of your plant's growth. The Bud Blaster HD's cutting-edge herbology technology ensures that your cannabis not only flourishes, but it does with stunning visual clarity. The Bud Blaster HD comes with an integrated DJ system, so your plants can groove to the beats as they reach for the skies. It's like a botanical dance party, and your plants are the headlining act. If you order now, we'll sweeten the deal with a pair of HD herb shades for your plants, because every plant deserves to look awesome while soaking up those rays. Head over to nerdgrows.com slash budblaster to learn more. That's nerdgrows.com slash budblaster. Alright, so since this episode started with an apology to BGG, it's only fair that we talk about Ozark. Now, you may not see the connection immediately, because I haven't told you yet. (laughs) A few episodes ago when I was discussing Money Heist, after that episode aired, I aired... Hi! Welcome to the evening news. Now, uh, after the episode went live, I got a message from BGG and said, hey, you should check out Ozark if you like shows like Money Heist or Breaking Bad or other kind of anti-hero crime dramas. I had watched Ozark before. I, I think I watched most of the first season and then stopped. And it wasn't because I didn't like it. I think it was just because like there was other live airing shows that I wanted to watch week to week. But in general, that's one of my favorite genres of television shows is the gritty crime drama or the suburban family crime drama. <laughs> like even going all the way back to like the HBO classics like Sopranos, Six Feet Under, Oz, The Wire, 
I like the Genji Cohen shows, like uh, what Weeds, Orange is the New Black. Also, if you like Orange is the New Black, you should check out Wentworth, the Australian women's prison show. It's pretty good. It's not as silly as Orange is the New Black, but it's also not like 100% dark the whole time like Oz kind of is. It's a good like middle show. It has a lot of heart to it. You really care about the characters, really good character development and plot development. But now I'm off track. But yeah, that's one of my favorite genres of television show. So I decided to give Ozark another shot. And it took me like two weeks to start watching it. But once I started it, I think I finished it in like eight or nine days or something. I was covering like half a season a day. It was during a week when the plumbing in my house was clogged and I was, <laughs> I was trying to fix it before I called the plumber. I ended up calling a plumber, but so there was just a lot of hours of me watching Netflix on my phone while snaking the drains in the house. <laughs> so I ripped through it pretty quick, but it was awesome. If you haven't seen the show, Ozark stars Jason Bateman and Laura Lenny, which is funny because my wife and I have been watching Arrested Development uh, at bedtime. So it's just been Jason Bateman nonstop for me for weeks. But he's the man. I'm not complaining. <laughs> I still love Arrested Development. Like, I, I still pick up new jokes, and I've seen that show so many times. Just like BoJack Horseman, it's like you pick up new jokes because it's just so so thoroughly written where there's just so many callbacks and running gags and so much stuff. But yeah, the show is about a accountant finance dude like a suburban dad type who is secretly laundering money for the, the cartel and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna spoil anything even though it happens three minutes into the first episode but a series of events happens where him and his family have to move to the ozarks and start laundering more money for the cartel under threat of violence and very similar to Breaking Bad, how Walter White had to grow his drug empire as a suburban dad from scratch, basically. Marty Bird, or Jason Bateman's character, has to build a seven-figure money laundering scheme from scratch in this little redneck town that doesn't have a whole lot going on in it. So it leads to, you know, <laughs> just like Sopranos or The Wire, it just leads to all your favorite dark drama hijinks. People getting shot in the face, you know, all the fun stuff. <laughs> but it's really well written and also similar to Breaking Bad, there's like a lot of hidden clues and, you know, color choices, the way the color grading on the film is or the characters' outfits. All of that comes into play just like it did in Breaking Bad. But yeah, it's a really good show. I get into it further if I, you know, wanted to do spoilers, <laughs> but I don't. I'm trying to figure out what I want to watch next. If you have any suggestions for like a dark anti-hero drama like this, let me know because I'm always looking for new ones to watch. I know that the Money Heist spinoff series came out last week, so I'll probably watch that next, but that's only one season, so I'll need something in like 72 hours. <laughs> but all right, yeah, I just wanted to tell you how awesome Ozark was. We talked a little bit about goals and how to set goals for yourself as a grower. I got two babies and two old ladies in my tents right now. <laughs> All right. Until next week, peace, y'all.